Hey girl, welcome to the latest episode of Girl.Live, a brew of chats just between us girls, mixed in with stories and experiences we've never told before. Baby, this that tea from Concentrating, a show where the juiciest conversations start with, girl, it's fresh, it's raw, it is hilarious, bitch, this is Girl.Live. Well, this is awkward to see you here. Hey, girl, what are you doing? Uh, like, I'm no see. <laughs> Y'all, I'm just going to say it. This is like one of those moments like, Ariana, what are you doing here? Um, I ghosted y'all. And I feel like y'all are mad. And we're just going to get into it. We're going to cut up. We're going to kiki. But we just have to get over this little hurdle that I ghosted you. And I know that you've been ghosted before in your life. And for that, I apologize. I know your dad laughed when you were young. Said he was going to go get the milk or never came back. But I'm back. Your dad's not. <laughs> I welcome to another episode of Grow Out Live. This is like the biggest random segue fever dream episode ever because it's kind of awkward that we're back and it's kind of like not addressing the elephant in the room of like where did you go where did i go uh what's everybody been up to it is summer is it, i think today's a, i think today is the first day of summer so happy summer of 2023 um i don't even remember where we last left off like i literally have no recollection um but let's get ourselves up to speed and jump right into it. I guess we're doing this as awkward as this is. We're just going to rip off the band-aid and keep moving. I don't owe you an explanation. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm definitely joking. Have I feel bad for ghosting you all. Have you all... Side note. This is where the ADHD kicks in. Has Have you ever been ghosted and did it hurt or did you inevitably like hindsight is always twenty twenty. do you think that being ghosted is easier like does that make sense what i'm trying to say i lost my train of thought but i was saying um if you've ever been ghosted do you think in hindsight it was easier that you were ghosted like did that help you kind of get over it um faster better stronger um or do you think that being ghosted just leaves a whole bunch of unanswered questions and doesn't make it more difficult because like you never really get closure? I want to know. I've I have I ever been ghosted? Ooh, touchy subject. I have been ghosted. And it ruined my life. Just kidding. I have been ghosted and it was difficult. I just answered my question. Yeah. I think being ghosted was difficult because for me, I just, I did have so many unanswered questions. Now, here's the thing. Years later, I ghosted someone and I don't know if I've ever told, told this story before. We're just going to get right into it. I remember I was in this, I was way too young to be in a relationship, to be honest. And he was older than me and I was still closeted. Um, and have I ever told this story? I am having a brain fart. And if I have, I'm sorry, guys, I'm just going to retell it. Um, there was this guy that I was talking to. What was his name? I want to say his name was Trey. Was his name Trey? I feel so, Trey, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. I promise you were a poignant person in my life. I just forgot your name. 
Um, and there was this guy that I had had like this online relationship with for months. I want to say over six months. And the relationship was, uh, we like we would be, I was just telling some of my friends um, this story recently. We would be on Skype and we would Skype like every single day. This is back in the Skype days. So I'm definitely dating myself. And he was just a really nice guy, God-fearing gentleman. He had a really great relationship with his mom. He was very, just overall, really a sweet person. And because he was older than me, he definitely, like, we were in different areas of our life. He had a very successful job. I'm not going to say what company he worked for. Um, And he had a really good head on his shoulders. And I think that the young, not having my life together person that I was, I was mainly attracted to that, that someone so confident. So, um, wow, I'm just going to say it. He was a very like masculine gay. So back then, obviously dealing with like internalized homophobia, I think he was more of a guiding light. Like he was more like this, like, oh, like I want to be his type of gay when I grow up. You know, there was definitely a lot of internalized homo homophobia that I had. So him being a masculine gay and having his life together and having some semblance of like money and me growing up in poverty, it was just like, wow, this guy was a total package. And he talked like he didn't mind talking about God. So he had his like spirituality and sexuality somewhat um, um, reconciled, if that makes sense. And for me, being a closeted pastor's kid, it just made it so much like, wow, like this is literally goals. And I genuinely did have feelings for him. And we would Skype every single day back to the point of this conversation. We would Skype every single day. We would message goodnight, blah, 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 blah. Like we would pray together. That's so gay. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard. If I've ever heard anything gayer. Um, we would pray together. The family that prays together stays together. Very that. Um, but there was one small little detail is that, um, like he would send me pictures, obviously like all types of pictures, you know, like even like nudes and stuff like that. But I don't think I had ever gotten a long shot picture of him and long story short, going back to the ghosting topic, staying on track. I'm trying to beat my ADHD, you guys. Um, long story short, one day he had a dog and he like adored his dog. P.S. If you know me, I'm not a dog person at all. But I was willing to look past that and he adored his dog. And one day he was cooking and I never, I realized now that I never really got to see his full torso. Like his right arm, I never really got to see the full arm. Have I told this story before? I don't know. And guess what? If I have, you're getting it again. Um, and long story short, one day he's cooking and he had me like he had his laptop positioned on one of the counters where I can like watch him cook. But again, I had never really seen his right arm. And one day his dog gets in the way. His dog gets really rowdy. He's trying to cook. There's a lot of chaos going on. And he brings his right arm into frame, into position. And I realize that the man of my dreams, this Prince Charming, this perfect gay specimen that is everything that I ever aspired to be in life had not told me. And that sounds very, very, very um, entitled because he didn't need to tell me about this. But I mean, come on. 
He clearly hid it for six months. Um, he had a keloid on the side of his arm. It was on his right arm and it was a like mid arm from like mid elbow to shoulder, but closer to the shoulder. If you're wearing a tight polo shirt, it would be right where the seam of the polo sleeve ends. And there was a keloid there that was bigger than a jumbo ruby red grapefruit. It was the size of a small cantaloupe or an average cabbage. I'm really trying to be specific with the sizes. It was the size of a toddler's head. And it was stuck on his right arm. And I know you guys are condemning me to hell. And I know that I'm going to hell. My seat has been fully reserved. And it's not even because I'm gay. It's simply because I'm going to hell because of what I did next. I remember his arm coming into full view, full shot. And me freaking out because there to the right of him attached to his arm was a mass the size of a toddler's head. And of course I was childish. Of course I didn't know how to deal with this. My hopes and dreams of marrying this man and having little children and building our lives together went down the drain because my childish ass could not, could not imagine myself laying in bed in the middle of the night and tossing over and accidentally kissing this keloid that was on his arm. And I, to this day, that word, the K word, it triggers me whenever people use that word because I remember not me saying his name already. Fuck, I was about to say, let me use his fake name. But I think I already said his name. Shit, fuck. He's probably out there right now. Mad as shit listening to this. I'm so sorry. But clearly he had got, here's where the issue, herein lies the issue. Is that I, in those like 30 seconds of me seeing him, seeing him and his keloid come into frame, I panicked. Because in those moments, in those vital seconds, I realized that he had gone out of his way for six months. It was almost like seven months. Gone, He had gone out of his way to hide his keloid. And clearly, it was an issue. Clearly, it was a point of contention. Clearly, it was a complex. And I guess I was just taken aback. And back to the moral of the story and why I went on this World War One veteran fucking tangent is that what I did next reserve my prime seating in hell. Like I have a section in hell, bottles, everything. If you want to come through, come through. Is that I'll never forget his frame coming in, his body coming into frame, me seeing the keloid, me panicking, the keloid waving at me, saying, hey, bitch. Um, and I immediately disconnected from Skype and I went to the little menu thing. I found his name and I blocked him and I ghosted him because I didn't know how to bounce back. Ew, I hate that I just made it about me and my superficial ego 
because that's literally all that was. I was young. I was dumb. I was naive. I was definitely stupid and I feel so bad, but I ghosted that motherfucker and I feel so bad because he was at the time I, I, I swore I swore he was the love of my life. I swore I was going to have his little babies, his little keloid babies. I need to stop because this is not funny. The producers and legal are telling me that I need to stop. Um, thank you for keeping me on track. <laughs> it was massive. And I blocked him. Until this day, I wonder, as he gets ready for work, if he thinks about me. Because he had to have known. He had to have known. That the only reason why he didn't even try, like, I swear to God, this is what makes it sadder. Yikes. I'm getting skewered in hell. Dry rub, put me on the grill, completely skewered when I get to hell. Because me blocking him, he had my email, he had my phone, because I blocked him on Skype. I didn't block him on well, eventually I did, like on my cell phone and on my email and all that stuff. But I blocked him on Skype. And what was really sad for me, what makes it so much sadder, Jesus, it's like I killed, I feel like a murderer of old people. Like, what is the worst type of person in the world that you could be? I don't know. I feel so bad because he, after blocking him on Skype, he didn't even text me or call me or email me. Like, he just knew. And I sit here and I wonder how many times... He went, <laughs> how many times he went through that? And I feel so bad because he was like, I know he was probably like at home, like, well, there goes another one. And I'm such a shitty person. I would, if you're listening to this and you're disgusted by my actions and my behavior, I need you to know that I am too. I'll be the first to say I'm disgusted by telling this story because he was fine as shit. And he was such a great person. And I aspire to be everything that he was minus the keloid. And I am going to hell. Um, But I ghosted him. And I ghosted you guys. <laughs> Finally, we make the connection to the conversation. I ghosted you guys. And for that, I apologize. I know you've already been through a lot in your life. <laughs> guys, I'm so sorry that I ghosted you. But what are you going to do about it? <laughs> um, girl, we're back. Um, I, yeah, sorry that I ghosted you guys. I'm going to really quickly jump into some live updates. How have you been? Girl, are you still with that? Are you still with that one guy? Are you still at that one job? Um, Let me know. Um, Life updates. I honestly don't remember when we last had a little kiki, a little combo, a little, you know, girl sesh. Um, but what happened, I started a brand new career. I f landed dream job of my life. Um, I recently, Brian and I moved to, um, the post Oak, like uptown area. We're definitely giving city girls, um, and we've finally settled into our, our, if you're new here, that's normal. Uh, but we finally set into our little quaint, cute ass apartment. When I tell you moving is a bitch, when I tell you having to start all over, 
like buying all new furniture baby the expenses the process has been insane but i couldn't be happier i have the most amazing job i have the most amazing partner we live in the most amazing cute ass place my friends that have come over they're like oh my god your place is so cute I feel like they're mad um but i have really great friends um what else if you haven't heard if you're new here sometime around last year last summer last fall i was diagnosed with and it's funny that i'm saying this because last night was an experience and i'm just not gonna talk about it on this episode because this is a lot but sometime last year i was diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder it's a um it used to be called multiple personalities uh disorder or multiple personality syndrome no big deal i have a team of doctors i'm on medication uh sometimes you just don't know that there's a whole bunch of people living inside your head and then one day you do you wake up and you're like hey bitch we're all here um we did try and this is definitely me being honest and vulnerable and very transparent we tried um to create a separate podcast uh why did I say that so weird? And why did I just hear myself talk? We tried to create a separate podcast where we talked about dissociative identity disorder, strictly dissociative identity disorder, and our diagnosis, which is OSD-D1B. And there's like four of us in this motherfucker. Like there's like four people in here. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Um, we tried it. The numbers were not there. It was not as successful as Girl Out Live was. Um, and I mean, Girl Out Live is just that girl and nothing can ever compare to Girl Out Live and limiting the topics to such a narrow conversation, um, that most people already don't, um, um, what's the word? Most people already don't connect with is what I'm trying to say was so limiting that it felt inauthentic, um, so we scrapped that and we've just been regrouping and over the last couple of months people have just brought up Live, and why don't you do episodes anymore and when is your new episode and meeting new friends and meeting new individuals that are like oh my god like i think i've listened to your podcast before it's just been one of those reinvigorating things of like abraham why aren't you producing content and kind of falling in my new groove with this job and the new place and by the way i now live like four blocks away from my job and in february my job is relocating um and in february of 2024 i will live literally a block away from my job it's giving very girl in the city city girl city vibes anyways i'm saying all this to say that it just the timing just felt right and as i get to know myself and all of our identities and where I think we've we have all found a groove of coexisting um and missing these conversations I consider everyone that's listening a friend like this is like a fucking venting session this is like literally my therapy literally my therapy um and so the timing just felt right um let me I'm gonna say that I am how should I phrase this? I'm hungover. Let's just say let let's just say I'm hungover while I um freshen up my palate. Um, so yeah, living in the city now. Left the suburbs. 
Isn't that the beginning of a song? Like a Tina Turner song, R.I.P. Spoiler alert, Tina Turner died. Um, I'm feeling like a city girl. I'm giving very head-assness. Um, I could literally walk to work if I wanted to with my little tumbler cup. Um, I, I've realized, you all, within the last few months is that I'm such an impressionable human being. Like, as much as I like to consider myself someone that is an independent thinker and independent and very strong-willed and strong character, very outspoken, I am so impressionable. It is disgusting. Like, I, and I wonder if that is, does that make me easy easy to be taken advantage of? Like, I don't know which one of us in here, uh, either myself, the son, Duke, or Michael, I kind of know the answer. It's Abraham and Michael. We are so impressionable. It is ridiculous. Like, I'm definitely that girl that, like, a tote and a tumbler cup and Y2K jewelry has me by the chokehold. It is ridiculous. I'm, um, yesterday, Brian and I, we found this new, like, Parisian bakery and we went to go have, it was both of our days off. We went to this really cute Parisian bakery and we had iced coffee while we read our Kindles, both of us sporting like tote bags, um, Y2K fashion and accessories, little tumbler cups, just very head assness. And I realized that I've become so impressionable. It's kind of gross. And I kind of like, it's very, I don't know. Like, I wish my younger self could see me. He'd be like, oh my God, Abraham, you grew up to be so cool, but you're also very head-ass. Um, and speaking of head-ass, wait, where is it? I thought it was here somewhere. Oh, I left it over there. It's across the room. <coughs> speaking of head-ass, sorry that I just coughed in your ear. You might have liked that. Um, I had been seeing so many, and this is this is a parental guidance is advised conversation. You know, the power of social media just makes us all that more impressionable. And sometimes we don't, don't really know that we're being subjected to impressionable marketing and we're just being influenced, like super fucking influenced. And I had seen everywhere, social media, Twitter, Instagram, obviously vaping and vape culture is just like totally rampant. And I'm the kind of person I'm like, ill people that vape, like you see them walking around with a fucking cartridge with this big ass silver pipe. And it literally, it literally looks like a carburetor. I don't know what a carburetor looks like. It literally looks like a piece of a car and people will be smoking. And then like people that walk into like retail stores with a big cloud of smoke around them. It's like literally tell me you want attention without telling me you want attention. Like you couldn't be louder screaming to everyone in the room. Look at me. I'm cool. I have a vape. So this whole vape culture for me has always been kind of weird. Like the epitome of head ass culture. Um, and it's like, I just have never got it. That being said recently, um, not that recently when I, th- I want to say at the beginning of the year, one of my friends took Brian and I to a hookah place and I had never tried hookah. Couldn't, 
before I could not tell you what hookah was, what hookah is, what hookah is all about. Hookah was just never my thing. I always thought that hookah was like for white girls and it was like very like, it was giving placebo effect um, because that's all I ever heard people doing hookah. Now that I've gotten a little bit more culture, I realize that different cultures love hookah. It's a very chill, very live, love, laugh. But again, my friend invited me. I got the vibes. I didn't think that you can get a, a, a rush or a a buzz from hookah i genuinely didn't i don't understand how smoking works like that's just not part of my everyday life my parents never smoke my parents don't drink i grew up in a super religious household so seeing people with the like fucking gurgling crystal genie lamps i've never understood it I'm a coffer. I'm going to kill the buzz. I'm going to cough my lung out. You're not going to want to invite me to your smoke session next time. However, I have been seeing, back to my point, ADHD, comply, please. Back to my point, I had been seeing a lot of people using like little cartridges, like little like elf bars. And this episode is me telling you guys how mass media, how the mainstream media literally, most literally convinced me to get an elf bar and if you don't know what an elf bar is google it right now elf bar it is the cutest shit ever and this is where i worry about me being so impressionable the colors are giving ombre there is something mentally soothing about this packaging on these elf bars that release a level of serotonin in my brain that cannot be healthy like literally Brian and I went to the store yesterday. We both got elf bars. I convinced him. Literally, I feel so bad that I... Well, I didn't really even peer pressure him. Like, he did it on his own accord, which tells you about Brian's character as well. Definitely impressionable. But we went, and I'm like, we went to this cute little place in the ghetto. Um, and I was like, um, do you guys have elf bars? And he was like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them down here. Bro, first of all, the colors are cute as shit. I got one that's like passion fruit kiwi guava. It's like this like beautiful pastel green that ombres into this pastel pink. And it smells like tropical candy. It smells like an agua fresca. It smells like agua de guayaba. It is. It just smells amazing. Is that what I got? Watermelon kiwi Oh, watermelon kiwi guava. Pa- Wait, passion fruit gua- watermelon guava. Girl, I don't know what I got. All I know is that it smells amazing. It smells delicious, and I'm impressionable. They got me. While we're there, I'm looking at all the little flavors and colors, and I kind of wanted to get multiple, but I'm like, Abraham, I don't think that that's how it works. I don't think you need one for every outfit, but. Different colors like like stimulate different serotonin levels. I know that's so stupid. I kind of want to collect them. Some people collect. My brother collects Pokemon cards and baseball cards, and he collects coins. My dad collects watches, and he collects um, fragrances. I want to collect Elf bars so bad, but I don't know what that says about me. Like, I'm rummaging through my bag, and I pulled out five different Elf bars. Um, so that's one that I got. Brian got one that fuck where is it? He got one that's like the first of all the flavor the colors 
aesthetically pleasing. It's giving scratching my brain and giving me a brain orgasm. It's very pleasing to the eye. It releases the right amounts of serotonin just seeing the packaging. The flavors that come with the colors, Brian got one that is so physically, aesthetically pleasing. It's like this dark, deep, almost like dark brown black at the bottom and it great uh it has a gradient like it ombres into like a chocolate nude and brian's is colombian something something coffee when i tell you it smells like a coffee shop um so my addiction began yesterday <laughs> um it is I know we all took those dare classes in school and clearly I failed. You know what? Like, it's just so convenient. I know when we were in school, our teachers told us that, oh, like people are going to offer you drugs. Nobody ever fucking offered me drugs. Maybe I just had the face that said, don't offer me drugs. I'm going to waste them. Maybe I was such a loser that I was the like anti-magnet i was a repellent for drugs because i promise you nobody ever offered me drugs i knew people were on them but guess what guess who wasn't invited to the party guess what guess who wasn't invited to do drugs i was never exposed to drugs in school like my teachers told me that i was supposed to and in fact that kind of hurt my feelings because i knew there was drugs nobody was ever you know letting me in i probably would have said no regardless you know what i mean but i kind of missed that impressionable wave and now as a 33-year-old male, for the most part, um, I find myself being so impressionable. Like if like if I were to go to a bar tonight and be drinking, and if someone came up to me and they said a drug that I've never even heard of, they probably just invented it in the restroom, they cooked it up in the restroom and it's lethal, I would probably do it because I'm just really impressionable. And I don't know what that says about me. And now, you know, I bought a cute little elf bar. It's the cutest thing ever. It feels like I'm playing with a Tamagotchi, those little gigapets. I want to protect it. I want to put it on a keychain. You know, I want to check on it, make sure that it's doing okay. Um, I got Brian to get one now. I kind of want to get all of my friends one based on their personalities, like make it about their Zodiac. I kind of want to get all my friends one. But what is that? Does that make me a gross person that I'm like mass? pushing nicotine addiction on my friends and loved ones and families and conocidos and fulano de tales. Like, what does that say about me? It says I'm a good person that I'm looking out for you. I just want everyone to have an elf bar. It's so freaking cute. Spoiler alert, do not get an elf bar. This is my legal team talking right now. This is Duke, literally. Do not get an elf bar. An elf bar. Please do not listen to Abraham. Do not buy one. You don't need it. But also, if you do, just get one. Um, So I'm definitely living that head-ass life, walking around town with a tote, sunglasses, a little fucking tumbler cup. It's not a Stanley because the Stanleys are way too expensive. Um, With my little Y2K jewelry on and me puffing a fucking elf bar. And I want to go back for more. Like, I already, I'm filled with tattoos. I literally got tattoos because I was impressionable because... I go online and I see people with tattoos and I'm like, that's cute. I should get that. None of my tattoos, mm, for the most part, none of my tattoos mean anything. I, what does it say? I was telling Brian yesterday, 
when we took our first hit of our new cute ass elf bars i was like just fast forward to us doing meth in two years losing everything <laughs> addiction is not a joke if you're someone you love is dealing with addiction please seek help i just want to be very clear on that one anyways i got watermelon kiwi guava sounds delicious but while consuming my elf bar the last two days, it made me think what other flavor. First of all, the fact that they have coffee, come on. You can literally wake up in the morning. I think it's so gross. I'm sorry if you're one of those people. I apologize in advance. I'm going to shame you and your addiction. Um, People that wake up and smoke, like wake and bake culture, bro, brush your fucking teeth. <laughs> bro. Like, how do you just wake up out of your crusty bed, smelling like sour puss, and just get up and smoke? Like, what is wrong with you? That is disgusting. But now, with an elf bar, if your elf bar is, like Brian's, the fucking Colombian mocha coffee, well, why not? And it made me realize, like, what other convenient flavors they should... they should come out with. And here is my list of flavors that I came up with. Bacon and eggs. You can literally replace your food. Like, they literally have one. You're going to get the rush of nicotine, which I don't know what nicotine does to your brain, but apparently something, because people get addicted to it. Same thing with coffee. Wham, bam, kill two birds with one stone. Can you replace your coffee in the morning with a hit of or multiple hits of your elf bar, juicy bar, whatever they're called, that's coffee? And if so, should my second hit be one that's flavored like ham and eggs or bacon and eggs? Low huevo con papa, girl. Add a low refried bean to it. Like, that just sounds amazing. Another thing, can we make, we have a coffee one. What about like an agua de Jamaica one? What about like, or chata one. Like the marketing. If you don't if you don't know me, um, aside from everything that I do, including this podcast, I am a brand strategist for like an, an indie freelance brand strategist for multiple brands and multiple industries. Bro, like, do I need to become a marketing person for the vape? The vaping industry. (laughs) How can we get a vape that tastes like breakfast? Little Belgium waffle, bitch. Little, you know, little omelet. Little barbacoa taco, girl. Little menudo. Um, Other flavor suggestions. One at a whole meal. Spaghetti meatballs. I saw, I saw this meme. I'm going to post it on social media. If you follow me on social media, I think I've already posted it. There's like this like elf bar and they did it like flavor Olive Garden. Bro, give me that shit. I want that. I saw one yesterday. It's like elf bar flavor crab rangoon. Bro, make me one that's like chili con queso, like chips and queso. Like, Guys, I'm so impressionable. What else did I want to get recently that I was like, Abraham, shut the fuck up. You're just being impressionable. I want to do math. Just kidding. I'm looking through my list of things 
of Elf Bars. Thanksgiving dinner. Why not? Just give me a hit of Thanksgiving dinner. Pass the Elf Bar around the table. It, it would just make things a whole lot easier. Um, Dr. Pepper. Make an Elf Bar that's Doc Cherry Coke. Come on. Pho. Little B pho. Make that. Why aren't we investing into this? Forget Bitcoin. Forget all that shit. Invest in what really matters. Fuck global warming. Invest into an elf bar that I can hit that'll give me my daily dose of pho and fried rice. That's all. Is that too much to ask for? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. <laughs> you help me decide. You guys, I'm so hungover. I really have to go. It's been fun. It's been real. That's all I have for you guys. Just a whole bunch of bullshit. And I don't know why you guys keep coming back. Clearly, there's is a toxic relationship. You guys come back for more. Somebody hurt you. And I'm here to pick up the pieces. That is all that I have for you all on this episode. You'll see a lot of rewind episodes being posted within the next however long. Um, but yeah, we're back, bitches. And let's just not talk about the past. Let's just not make it awkward. Let's just let's just not bring up oh shit. Don't be a plunger, bitch. Stop bringing it back up oh shit. Let's just keep it moving. Let's just push forward. And until next time, this is girl.life. Bye, y'all.